tonight we're talking about overcoming hurt. How many of you in here have been hurt before? Right? Everybody. And you can go ahead. The first scriptures we're going to be reading is out of Ephesians 4, uh, chapter 4, verse 31. When you're there, say there. All right. Turn to your neighbor and say, I'm here for a reason. Turn to your other neighbor and say, I'm glad you're here. All right. This scripture, let me give you a little background to this scripture, what's going on here. The Apostle Paul, he is writing this not, for some, not from some glamorous place. He's writing this from prison. See, Paul at this point has been beaten. He's been abused. He's, people's talked about him. He's just had a pretty rough life. Now he is shackled up. And these are the words of a man that has been hurt very badly by a lot of people. And he writes some words of encouragement to other people that have been hurt by people. So if we read in Ephesians chapter 4, starting in verse 31, it says, Get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, harsh words, and slander, as well as all types of evil behavior. Verse 32 says, Instead, instead be kind to each other, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, just as God through Christ has forgiven you. So basically Paul's saying, get over it. Have you ever noticed that there's just some things that are hard to get over? Like your first crush. Those of you have had those. Uh, your first crush can be very hard to get over. You know, you fail for this girl. It's usually the way it is. You fall for this girl. You fall madly in love. Then she takes your heart out. She stomps it in the ground. And you just feel miserable. Because guys don't do that to girls, right? Uh, no. Guys have done that to girls too, right? Or how about this? How many of you have ever been to a restaurant and you're sitting there eating in the middle of your food and then all of a sudden you notice a hair or something in your food? That's kind of hard to overcome, right? How many of you would remove what's there and continue eating? Y'all are sick people. Y'all need help. But you know what's really hard to get over is getting hurt. And we're not talking about physical pain. We're talking about emotionally deep down pain. Maybe by a family member or a stranger. They say something to you or about you or they do something to you. And it hurts. And and whoever came up with the old saying, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me, obviously they had no feelings at all. Because I would rather somebody just beat the tar out of me than be verbally abusive to me or that way. You know, and part of that goes back to my upbringing. My dad and I were close, but there was times that he said stuff to me that I wished he would have just punched me in the face instead of saying what he said to me. You know, like his favorite thing when he'd get mad at me was, you will never amount to anything when you grow up. You know, and I've forgiven my dad since then. And before he died, you know, we did Bible studies together and I got to lead him into rededicating his life to God. And we just, we became closer than we ever were. But there was times in there that, man, you know, I just... It hurt. 
but in this type of hurt is is hard to get over because you always remember this here i am 44 years old and i can still remember when i was y'all's age and younger things that my dad said to me now i've forgiven him for that for that but i still remember those things so here's what i think when when a person when that person that friend or that family member offends you says something about you when someone hurts you, when your friends backstab you, the reason why that is so hard to get over is because you have this sense inside you, even though you don't know it's there, but the sense is that person has taken something from you. And because that person has taken something from you, there is now a debt that is owed. Now, you are not going to let them get by without payback and here's where the old word payback comes in you know what's the old saying what comes around goes around so we have this mentality if somebody does us wrong all right they'll get they'll get what's coming to them so they're going to have to pay for it they made you hurt you want them to hurt there's got to be payback right so if you have this friend and they have talked about you or slandered you or betrayed you it's like they have robbed you of your dignity they lashed out at your reputation. You know how it is in school when somebody says something, even if it's not true, somebody just gets a little upset of you for some reason and they start spreading rumors. Well, when this person tells this person, you know how it goes around, the story gets bigger and bigger and bigger. They have talked bad about you. They've embarrassed you. If you've been abused by someone sexually or molested, it feels like your innocence or your purity has been taken from you. Your parents went through a divorce, maybe. It feels like you were robbed of a normal childhood. It feels like something has been stolen from you, like you have been robbed of something. Right? Because you know, some of you are from divorced families. And I know that's not an easy thing to go through. I fortunately never had to go through any of that, but I know a lot of people that have, and I've seen what it's done. It hurts, and it's hard to get over things like that. Someone talks about you. Someone hurts you. It's just hard to get over those things. There is debt that has, to be, that has been created, and you want someone to pay for it. But the Bible tells us to forgive them. When someone has hurt you or done you wrong, we're supposed to forgive them. And you may wonder, what does that mean, to forgive someone? If you look up the word forgive in the dictionary, it says, stop feeling angry or resentful towards someone for an offense or mistake. Or under that, it simply says, cancel a debt. See, when you forgive someone here, here's what you're saying. Debt canceled, you don't owe me anything. And here's the thing. I think there are some even in here tonight, in fact, I know of some because you've told me, that you still have hurt that you've never dealt with. You're still learning how to get past this situation. And for some, I know it, was a, it could have been a dad uh, that abused you, you know, and we're not just talking physically. We could, I mean, mentally too. It was your mom that rode out. Maybe some of you had a mom that just up and left. It was a friend that said those things. Or, the most popular, it was an ex-girlfriend or boyfriend, right? That's why 
I love to discourage, and no offense to some that are dating, but I discourage dating while you're in high school because it's just one less thing you have to deal with. But if you are strong enough to do that, I'm not going to condemn you for doing it. And here's another thing. You could have been hurt by a youth leader or a leadership of a church. That happens. You know, we're not, we're, we're human. If you haven't got over that hurt, you know, you, it's, a, it's a constant thing that just turns in you, that you just, you constantly, it's coming back to your memory, you constantly have to deal with. The Bible tells you to forgive them, but here's what you're thinking sometimes. You don't know my story. You don't know what they did to me. You don't know what I've been through. How am I just supposed to get over it? How do I do that? The great thing about the Bible is you can always find answers to what you're going through. And that's why I think it's so important to read the Bible. Not to get through the Bible, but so the Bible can get through you. You know, it's important that you spend that time studying the Word. I have learned more studying the Word as a youth pastor than I ever did before I became a youth pastor. So why should we forgive people? If you're taking notes, number one, because unforgiveness hurts me, right? Unforgiveness hurts you a lot more than it hurts the other person. And unforgiveness will turn to bitterness. I heard someone say one time, bitterness is like drinking poison and expecting someone else to die. Think about that. Bitterness is like drinking poison, expecting someone else to die. Hebrews chapter 12 verse 15 says, Look after each other so that none of you fails to receive the grace of God. Watch out that no poisonous root of bitterness grows up to trouble you, corrupting many. So what does bitterness do? It troubles you, it corrupts you, right? And nobody wants to hang around bitter people anyway. You ever seen bitter, bitter people? You look at their face and it looks like they're like some old rotten prune or something. You know, they just always got that nasty look on their face. They just look evil. They're always negative. They get angry easily. They are harsh, abrasive. And bitter people like to hurt other people just to make themselves feel better. So hurt people like to hurt people. Have you ever wondered that when you see someone that's doing that, have you ever looked at them and said, man, I wonder what happened to them? What got them to this place? And if you don't forgive the person that has hurt you, eventually you will resemble the person you resent. Listen to that again. If you don't forgive the person that has hurt you, eventually you will resemble the person you resent. So in other words, you're going to end up just like them. And so I'm going to attempt tonight my first illustration. So y'all don't laugh. I'm not an artist. Hopefully everybody can see this. We're going to pretend, and now I'm drawing stick figures, okay, so don't laugh. We're going to say that this is, we'll say Jonathan. Over here, we have Andrew. <laughs> And down here is Tracy. Okay, sorry. <laughs> I'm in trouble when I get home. All right. So Jonathan, just for some reason, says, Ugh. he throws a rock. 
hits Andrew in the head. Andrew says, ouch, that hurt. All right. <laughs> yeah, he don't have a mouth, but he's talking. Andrew says, ouch, that hurt. Now, Andrew has a choice right here. He can either forgive Jonathan or he can, he can choose to hold on to this. And here's what happened. Hurt becomes unforgiveness. And I may not spell everything right. And unforgiveness turns into bitterness, and bitterness turns into anger. And so, and this is what's going on inside you. You get hurt, you, unf- you, you have unforgiveness towards this person, you become bitter, and then you get anger, angry. And what happens when you get angry? Angry acts out. So now, here is poor little Ashley... Andrew throws a rock, hits Ashley in the head. Ashley says, ouch, Andrew, that hurt. So here we go. We have a, a, an endless process that started all over again. But what it goes back to is, is from the first person. Jonathan says, hi, I never got over my hurt. And see, when he doesn't get over his hurt, he acts out. And this chain will just continue on until someone finally has forgiveness towards someone. So why should we forgive people? You know, we talked about, number one, for, because forgiveness hurts me. Number two, because I will need forgiveness again. You need to extend the grace that someday you hope you will never need. See, God will never call on us to forgive someone any more than he's already forgiven us. Because there's not a person in here that God hasn't forgiven for something. Matthew 6.14 says, If you forgive those who sin against you, your heavenly Father will forgive. But if you refuse to forgive others, your heavenly Father will not forgive your sins. Y'all remember the parable of the, the guy that owed the debt? You don't have to turn there. Actually, turn there and you can read along. Matthew 8, verse 21. When you're there, say there. 21. It says, Then Peter came to him and asked, Lord, how should I forgive? Uh, how often should I forgive someone who sins against me? Seven times? Not seven times, Jesus replied, but 70 times seven. Now that doesn't mean calculate that and that's the answer. He says, therefore, the kingdom of heaven can be compared to a king who decided to bring accounts up to date with this servant who had borrowed money from him. In the process, one of his debtors was was brought who owed him millions of dollars. He couldn't pay this. So the master ordered that he be sold along with his wife, his children and everything he owed to pay the debt. But the man fell down before his master and begged him, please be patient with me. I will pay it all. Then his master was filled with pity for him and, re- and he released him and forgave his debt. But when the man left the king, he went to a fellow servant who owed him a few thousand dollars and grabbed him by the throat and demanded instant payment. 
His fellow servant fell down before him and begged for a little more time. Be patient with me and I will pay it, he replied. But his creditor wouldn't wait. He had the man arrested and put in prison until the debt could be paid in full. When some of the other servants saw this, they were very upset. They went to the king and told him everything that had happened. The king, uh, then the king called in the man and had, that he had forgiven and said, You evil servant, I forgave you of that tremendous debt because you pleaded with me. Shouldn't have you had the same mercy on your fellow servant just as I had mercy on you? Then the angry king sent the man to prison to be tortured until he had paid his entire debt. That guy just went from being forgiven of a debt to now being thrown in prison and tortured because of what he did. In verse 35, it says, that's, that's what my heavenly father will do to you if you refuse to forgive your brothers and sister from your heart. And we all know this prayer, Matthew 6, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive what? Our debtors. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Most people stop there. The very next verse says, For if you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive men their trespasses, neither will your heavenly Father forgive you. So Jesus is saying, pray like this. God, I pray you forgive me just as I have forgiven my dad, my mom, my ex-girlfriend, my ex-boyfriend, my friend that stabbed me in the back you know whatever whatever it is could you pray that prayer could you honestly pray that prayer and that's where you have to really check yourself see i believe jesus expects forgiven people to forgive people if hurt people hurt people forgiven people should forgive people maybe someone is thinking i've seen the why i should forgive people but I just don't know how. How do you do that? How do you forgive people? How do I forgive someone? How do I forgive someone that's hurt me, that's hurt me deep, that's caused me all this pain? The first thing you do is you have to pray. And I'm not saying some evil prayer. Lord, I pray you just kill them. You know, you may be feeling that at the time. If you went through something bad, Lord, just strike them dead. That kind of turns from prayer to like witchcraft. So we don't want to do that. In Matthew 5, verse 43, it says, You have heard the law that says, Love your neighbors and hate your enemy. But I say, love your enemies. Pray for those who persecute you. Maybe you have a short prayer at first. Lord, that person that hurt me, just bless them. You know, maybe start simple like that. And maybe after a few weeks of praying and asking God to help you with this, that prayer turns into, Lord, I pray that you totally forgive that person just as you have forgiven me. It may, you may not start off being able just to pray forgiveness totally for that person right away, but start with something simple. And, and you'll eventually, God will deal with your heart, and you'll eventually get to where you can actually bless that person. First, we pray for them. Forgive as you've been forgiven, right? 
That's the next step. You got to pray and then forgive as you've been forgiven. In Colossians 3.13, it says, Make allowance for each other's faults and forgive anyone who offends you. Remember, the Lord forgave you, so you must forgive others. So you remember the first scriptures we read tonight? Ephesians 4.31, it says, Get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, harsh words, and slander, as well as all types of evil behavior. Instead, be kind to each other, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, just as God through Christ has forgiven you. And here's, here's what that means. When you go, when you and I go through hurt, here's what we do. We will never get over it as long as we focus on that hurt. You will never get over the hurt as long as that's what you're focused on. You know, if you're saying how my mom did this or how my dad did this or how this person did this to me or how this happened to me, if that's all you focus on, you'll never be able to get past it. But Paul says instead of focusing on that and being angry uh, and being mad and being the victim of all that, take the focus off of what, of what they did and put the focus on what God has already done. Paul is not minimizing your pain. He's magnifying God's grace. See, we have to shift our focus. When we take our focus off what someone has done to us and put it on what God has done for us and how he died on the cross for all of our own mess that we've been through, we can look at what someone has done for us and we can truly forgive them. So take your eyes off your own hurt and put them on Jesus. Some of you may be sitting here, well, I haven't been hurt, I'm good. Well, just hang on. It's coming. I'm not trying to speak negative things towards you, but you're going to be hurt. You're going to be hurt by some people that you would never think would hurt you. You know, the person sitting right next to you. Hopefully not. They're in a youth group. None of you better be hurting anybody else in here, or I will hurt you. No, we don't want to do that, right? So the standard of God calls us to this. If someone hurts you, you choose to forgive. Forgiveness is not an emotion. It's a decision. Only those that have been forgiven can truly know how to forgive. And everybody in here is being forgiven, right? So there is that person that has hurt you that you may be hanging on to. And most of the time, it's sad to say, but the most, the people that we get hurt by the most is family. You know, you would never think your family member would hurt you. But the family members can be the worst sometimes. I've been through it. I know, I know a lot of people that's been hurt more by their family than they ever have anybody else. And that just doesn't mean your blood family. Sad to say, a lot of people get hurt by their church family. See, we got to change that. We got to walk in that forgiveness. We got to walk in that attitude of Christ. So we're not the one hurting other people. You know, I know this is kind of a deep, tough message tonight. You know, so obviously it's for a reason. There are some people in here in this youth group that I know some of you have told me. You're, you're trying to overcome some hurts from the past. 
You know, I challenge you to start praying for that person that hurt you, that loved one, that mom, that dad, that brother, that sister, that aunt, that uncle, whoever it was. You know, this cycle will just keep going. If we don't change this, it's just going to keep going. But if we start forgiving, you know, that parent that's always rude to you or that you're struggling with, you know what? Try to truly forgive them. Pray for them. Because you know what? Parents make mistakes. Don't be afraid, though, to talk to your parents. If, if you've been wounded by a parent, spend some time praying. Let God work on your heart first. And then go to that parent and talk to them. You know, we don't get to choose who our parents are, but we can choose how we behave and how we respect who God has put as our parents. Let's choose to walk in forgiveness. Let's choose to walk in the way that God wants us to be. Right? Because that unforgiveness will eat you up. You will never be able to get to your destiny that God has for you if you're walking in that unforgiveness.